The law of Laplace states that the collapsing pressure is inversely proportionate to the radius. The smaller alveoli have higher alveolar pressures. Surfactant allows the existence of smaller alveoli with reduced surface tension. Surfactant is secreted by type 2 alveolar epithelial cells, which increases compliance and reduces collapse. An increase in metabolism, up to two to three times greater in the pediatric patient, increased CO2 production and increased O2 consumption between six to nine mils per kg per minute compared to three mils per kg per minute for adults. Combined with a decreased FRC can lead to rapid desaturation. Pediatric patients may have a higher closing capacity of approximately 35 mils per kg versus 23 mils per kg in adults. The FRC of 25 mils per kg in an infant versus 40 mils per kg in an adult limits oxygen reserve in periods of apnea and disposes children to atelectasis and hypoxemia. The patient will have a paradoxical response to hypoxia. The initial response is tachypnea, or followed by respiratory depression, then apnea. Type 1 muscle fibers are decreased in infants, leading to easy fatigue. They have poor chest wall mechanics, a lack of rib cage rigidity, horizontal orientation of the ribs, weak intercostal muscles, and increased fatigue results in paradoxical chest movements in the newborn. By two years, the infant's diaphragm is mature. Physiological changes for the pediatric patient. Cardiovascular changes in the pediatric patient include a cardiac output that is heart rate dependent because of a non-compliant left ventricle and fixed uh, stroke volume. The myocardium at birth is immature, the ventricles are the same size, and the conduction system is immature. This makes the patient, patient's cardiac output heart rate dependent and susceptible to hypotension during bradycardic episodes. Cardiac output is 180 to 204 milligrams per kg per minute, milliliters per kg per minute in newborns, which is about two to three times that of adults. Sympathetic nervous system and baroreceptor reflexes are immature. Infants have low catecholamine stores and decreased responsiveness to exogenous catecholamines, uh, such as ephedrine. This manifests as a decrease in SVR or systemic vascular resistance. Immature parasympathetic nervous system innervation and incomplete sympathetic nervous system innervation result in a risk of bradycardia. Infants cannot respond to hypovolemia with vasoconstriction due to their immature baroreceptors. Therefore, hypovolemia is suspected when there is hypotension in the absence of an increased heart rate. Potential difficult venous and arterial cannulation in the pediatric patient. The three most common causes of bradycardia are hypoxia, vagal stimulation, and inhalational anesthetics. The pediatric patient will have a lower amount or less endogenous calcium stores in the sarcoplasmic reticulum, which lends itself to decreased contractility. Airway changes in the pediatric patient. Pediatric patient will have a large occiput, a large tongue, small chin, and a small mouth, which all 
contribute to a difficult intubation. The tonsils and adenoids grow rapidly between four to seven years and can obstruct breathing and add to the difficulty of intubating. Epiglottis is stiff, long, and omega-shaped. The vocal cords slant up and backwards and are difficult to allow for a blind intubation. The glottis is at approximately the C3 level in premature infants, C4 in term infants, and C6 in adults. This lends to an increased difficulty in aligning the axes, remembering that the airway is anterior and cephalad as well. The cricoid cartilage is the narrowest part of the pediatric airway as opposed to the glottis in the adults. It is also said that pediatric patients have a cone-shaped airway. The airway is smaller than in adults, creating an increased work of breathing. Boussouis' law says that airway resistance is inversely proportional to the radius by a factor of four. Properly fitting tubes for the pediatric patient allow for an air leak, uh, to allow for an air leak at 15 to 25 centimeters of water pressures. Remember that minor airway edema in pediatrics can cause a dramatic decrease in the diameter of their airway. Infants are obligatory nose breathers until approximately five months old. Teeth to cords is 8 centimeters. Cords to trachea is 4 centimeters in neonates. Flexion of the neck can cause the ET tube to extend deeper into the right main stem. Extension can cause extubation. The ribs are horizontal in orientation and pliable, leading to a compliant chest wall. The respiratory physiologic changes in the pediatric patient. The alveoli number and vascularization increase after birth. Alveoli maturation is complete at six to eight years. The small and limited number of alveoli in the neonate and infants reduces lung compliance. In con contrast, their cartilaginous ribs make their chest wall very compliant. The combination of the two characteristics promotes chest wall collapse during inspiration and relatively low residual lung volumes at expiration. Surfactant synthesis is adequate around 34 to 36 weeks of gestation. Synthesis begins at 27 weeks. Surfactant decreases the surface tension of alveoli. The commonly cited law for this is the law of Laplock, where P equals 2T over R, which is radius. For the Impending premature birth, it is desired to get two doses of beta-methasone into the parturient uh, prior to birth to allow for improved surfactant synthesis in the infant. A high PaO2 depresses respirations in the newborn, whereas low PaO2 stimulates respirations. Although low PaO2 initially stimulates an increase in ventilation, hypoxia ultimately produces respiratory depression and eventually apnea. Increases in the PaCO2 produce corresponding increases in tidal volume and respiratory rate. The periodic breathing is common in premature infants. Apneic episodes can produce arterial desaturation leading to bradycardia and cardiac arrest. Although tidal volume per unit of body weight is constant, at approximately 7 mils per kg, 
throughout life, infants and children who have double the alveolar ventilation compared with, with adults, and a lower relative FRC. This increases ratio of minute volume to FRC results in a more rapid uptake of inhalational anesthetics. Again, the increased ratio of minute volume to FRC results in a more rapid uptake of inhalational anesthetics. The pediatric nervous system. The CNS is immature at birth. Myelination of the nervous system is not complete until the age of three. The spinal cord ends at L3 in the pediatric patient and L1 in the adult patient. The blood-brain barrier is incompletely developed in the newborn, but matures at one year, making them susceptible to neurotoxicity from drug preservatives, such as benzyl alcohol. The cranial sutures are not fused in the infant, leading to a pliable cranium. Their fluid status is indicated by fullness of the fontanelles. Intracranial hemorrhage is a concern in the preterm infant due to fragile cerebral vessels, and intracranial hemorrhage can result from hypoxia, hypercarbia, hyperglycemia, or hypernatremia, or wide variations in blood pressure. They have an immature neuromuscular junction. Stranger anxiety typically starts around six months. Pediatric renal system. The pediatric patient will have an increased total body water to body weight ratio. It's approximately 90% total body weight in premature infants, 80% total body water in the term infant, 40% of this is extracellular fluid, and 20% is muscle, 12% is adipose tissue. 60% at 18 to 24 months with 20% extracellular fluid, 50% muscle, and 18% adipose tissue. The increased extracellular fluid at birth results in a larger volume of distribution for water-soluble medications. The kidneys are active in utero. The renal function is about 70% at one month, and adult kidney function uh, arrives at two to three years old. GFR is decreased by renal vasoconstriction, low plasma flow to the renal system, and low blood pressure. This diminishes their ability to metabolize drugs and tolerate water and salt loads. The renal tubules have a limited ab ability to reabsorb glucose. An increase in plasma glucose concentration can produce an osmotic diuresis, depleting intravascular volume. An increase in plasma glucose concentrations can produce an osmotic diuresis, depleting intravascular volume. Newborns cannot concentrate urine and are at risk of dehydration as a result of their excreting dilute urine. Newborns are obligate sodium excretors because of their inability to conserve sodium even in the face of severe depletion. Also a decreased ability to conserve bicarb and to excrete acids. The pediatric patient will have a tendency towards acidosis in the newborn state and infant patients. Due to increased renal function in the face of increased metabolic rate and CO2 production. The renal tubules are not responsive to the RAAS. 
pediatric GI and hepatic system changes, and alkalotic gastric pH until about two days after birth. <coughs> swallowing, the rest, swallowing and respiratory coordination matures at four to five months. They will have incomplete sphincter, sphincter tone of the lower esophageal sphincter. Glucose reabsorption is impaired. Hepatic function is immature at birth. In utero, the liver is the organ responsible for hematopoiesis. By four to six weeks after birth, this function is assumed by the bone marrow. Near birth, glycogen stores are increased. Preterms are susceptible to hypoglycemia because of a lack of glycogen stores. Hypoglycemia. Near birth, glycogen stores are increased. Preterms are susceptible to hypoglycemia because of a lack of glycogen stores. Hypoglycemia in children is less than 30 milligrams per deciliter in neonates and less than 40 in older children. Liver enzymes are present at birth, but activity is reduced. The drug elimination times are increased. The CYP450 system is 50% that of adults at birth, at birth and matures at one month. A premature patient's liver has minimal glycogen stores and is unable to handle large protein loads. This difference accounts for the tendency toward hypoglycemia and acidosis and for failure to gain weight when the diet contains too much protein. Plasma levels of albumin and other plasma proteins lower in, are lower in term newborns and even lower in premature. This is part of why they need vitamin K at birth. The neonates lack the capacity to efficiently conjugate bilirubin which may cause jaundice, and metabolize acetaminophen, chloramphenicol, and sulfonamides. The liver functions at adult levels by age 2. Children over the age of 2 have a better liver function due to increased cardiac output to the liver and normal protein levels. Pediatric thermogenesis. Infants are at high risk for hypothermia due to their thin skin, low-fat content, increased ratio of body surface area to weight, and ineffective shivering mechanisms. Poikilothermia is the term for when the patient assumes the temperature of the room, which is much higher in newborns and infants. Newborns have non-shivering thermogenesis. The infants have impaired shivering capabilities which results in autonomic system activation and the release of norepinephrine, as well as the metabolism of brown fat stores until about the age of one to two. Cold stress will increase oxygen consumption that can cause peripheral and pulmonary vasoconstriction, increasing acidosis, pulmonary resistance, right to left shunting, and eventually hypoxemia. You must avoid hypothermia by increasing room temperature, use of an overhead warmer, heat and humidified, heating and humidifying gases, using a fluid warmer, hats, saran wrap, warm blankets, and a bear hugger. Concerning heat loss, radiation is the most significant cause of heat loss in pediatrics, which is the transfer of heat between two objects that are not in direct contact with each other. Convection is the transfer of heat from the object to air. Evaporation is the transfer of heat due to moisture. And conduction is the transfer of heat between two objects in direct contact. 
The MPO guidelines for the pediatric patient. Clear liquids for two hours. Breast milk is four hours. Non-human formula is six hours. A light meal is six hours. And a heavy meal is eight hours. Pharmacological changes in the pediatric patient. The neonates have less adipose tissue and muscle in the proportion to the body surface weight and increased total body water. The volume of distribution for water-soluble drugs is increased. The patient will have a higher plasma level and decreased uptake into inactive tissues for lipid-soluble drugs. The half-life of drugs in neonates is increased due to decreased renal and hepatic functions. Neonates have decreased protein binding and more permeable blood-brain barriers resulting in longer clinical effects. Low arterial blood pressures, rapid minute ventilation, greater blood flow, flow per unit to vessel-rich organs, and a decreased FRC result in a more rapid uptake and emergence from inhalational anesthetics. The MAC requirements increase the most at ages 1 to 6 months, and peaks around 3 months, at 50% higher than that of adults, and decreases thereafter until puberty, which has a small in, uh, increase during the teenage years. The MAC is relatively low for premature infants. Blood pressure is very sensitive to inhalational anesthetics due to decreased sympathetic innervation and catecholamine stores. There is a dose-related decrease in myocardial function and ventilation. Pediatric and neonate patients are resistant to depolarizing muscle relaxants due to an increased extracellular water and volume of distribution. However, they have an increased sensitivity to non-depolarizing muscle, muscle relaxants due to the limited myelination and immaturity of the neuromuscular junction. This is offset by their increase in extracellular fluid, thus allowing standard doses to be adequate. Atricurium and cisatricurium may be drugs of choice in these patients because they are not dependent on mature organ systems for elimination. Succinylcholine is best avoided in pediatrics due to increased risk of MH or malignant hyperthermia and profound bradycardia. Atropine must always be administered prior to succinylcholine in kids five and younger. Administer at least 0.1 milligrams of atropine, otherwise it can cause bradycardia. Avoid preservatives, such as benzoyl alcohol, which can cause neurotoxicity due to an immature brain, blood-brain barrier. 